Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. Welcome to episode 96 of the Freud's Angels podcast. 96 is the year that I graduated in, which as I say it out loud, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) now everybody knows. (laughs) I kind of get used to people being like, you're like 30, right? Like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Let's go with that. just a baby (laughs) yeah yeah well it's I mean I I even I even realize it in my life when I'm interacting with my daughter that I'm like I'm not sure that when I was young I saw 43 year olds this like kind of I don't want to say childlike but I don't take myself so seriously that it's like this is not what I thought I was supposed to be like at this age but it is how I feel and it's how I'm going to be and it feels good so if yeah. that's why people don't think I'm the, that age, well, then maybe then they need to learn that age doesn't matter and you don't look like an age. You just be. <laughs> Absolutely. 110%. I that. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Because the, because it's, it's, trust me, the, the 18 year olds now look like they're five. It's like, yeah, I have a hard time with it because it just seems like we were so, not that they were more mature but we seem to have more life experience at the age of like 18 than, yeah. than now. I just, in a way though, I'm a little bit like, well, maybe we were having a rougher time than we should have had. Yeah. <laughs> Which means most of us were experienced like deeper level trauma than any. Right. Exactly. Like, like I'm like, I'm not really. I wonder why I about that. anxiety issues. Right. Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, uh, whole, whole other podcast for another yes. day, which I think we probably should talk about because yes. it comes up in my practice all the time. I always have transition from high school to college kids that are like, I'm supposed to know what to do with the rest of my life right now. Right. <laughs> what? I, don't I know still when. don't know. And I'm well past that age. Exactly. So it's kind of like, you know, we still have a lot to do there, but anyway, we digress. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, write it maybe down. we needed to digress a little bit so that we could bring it all back because, you know, the, the topic of today, I think sometimes has to do with direction in life. Not sometimes, a lot of times does. It's, it's something that I think we turn to when we're too much in our head and we need a little bit of divine guidance. Yeah. So What are we going to talk about today, Grace? We, my friends, are going to talk about tarot cards. The reason I wanted to bring this up was because we did a, we did talked about divination tools and about tarot versus, I think we did tarot versus Oracle or something of that nature, Mm -hmm. but let's dive into tarot a little bit more now. Yeah, I've been doing using tarot cards for quite a few years. I'm not a tarot reader. I don't mm-hmm. like using them um, because I f- tend to find people who I work with people who are who are in that space where they're they're either they're just starting their journey and 
doling out a tarot card for someone just starting their journey is a surefire way to get them off their journey. Um, <laughs> with that being said, tarot is not for the faint of heart. No. Tarot cards are very direct. They're very, they were a game created forever ago. Yeah. I know we talked about that in one of the divination tools. So go back and take a listen. And I, I'm not going to go over it again, but they were created as a game forever ago. And then they became this way of divination. Mm-hmm. Now, tarot cards have come and gone. They've changed. There's many, 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 many different versions of it. Even before it became mainstream there, mm-hmm. you know, there's the French versions, there's the Italian versions the one that came out of it that when you're learning tarot, a lot of people will recommend you using is going to be some form of the, the writer weight tarot deck. Mm-hmm. And you there, it's the normal standard um, depictions um, of, of the tarot um, there. The colors are pretty bright, garish, kind of almost too like brighter garish. And I know none of you can see me, but I'm holding tarot cards up. <laughs> they go on Instagram so you guys can see what I'm, I'm doing with all of them. Um, but when you're learning tarot, a lot of times you will learn from the uh, a, a Rider weight tarot deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with the universal weight, which is pretty much the same. It's a very pocket mm-hmm. edition. Um, I didn't necessarily connect with this deck very well. Um, when I learned it, you're supposed to, one of the things, one of the things as you learn deck, they talk about marrying your deck. Now, not everybody does that. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm going to talk about a disclaimer. Okay. Um, I know what I know about tarot. That doesn't mean I know everything. It doesn't mean everything I do works for you. It doesn't mean you can't have your own relationship with the deck. You mm-hmm. will have your own meanings with each card. You will also just you will, you will know you have your own relationship. It is not going to be the same as mine. So I'm only sharing this from my perspective. So please understand that this is just informational more than it is gospel and explore it. Look for your own information and seek what you need to get out of it. What you Mm -hmm. need for you. Um, Most people, like I said, don't like tarot because it's about looking at the self. It's very, it's not critical, but it's very, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll kind of give you a little bit of a, Oh, it'll feel critical. Yes. (laughs) Truth, truth. When we say truth hurts, that's really what we mean, right? Like when it hurts, it feels like criticism. (laughs) Very blunt. It's very blunt. It's like, it'll tell you when you're, you're, you know, you're, uh, your your in your um, own way fictions are are you know temptations are leading you astray or that you're doing things that aren't for your highest good you'll you'll find them out in tarot yeah. um so like i said there's many different types so a lot about tarot is when you learn it i my mentor had talked about marrying the deck now i did not finish marrying the the deck that I started with um I got derailed somehow I have a new deck which is um well it's not new but it's one of it's a um it's called a smith weight centennial deck 
very much the same as, as, as the other Rider Waite, but the colors are muted. It's a bit more old fashioned. It's a bit more just like, it's a bit more art artsy. It's less like in your face. It's, it's more to the true, I think the original version of it. Yeah. Tarot is broken out into the major and the minor arcana. Now the major explains, if you look at the major arcana, which is like, when you're looking at tarot, it could be like the judgment or the fool card or the high priestess or the devil card or death or the tower card or the star card, the moon card, the sun, all of those are major arcanas. Mm -hmm. And what that it's the fool's journey. I feel through life, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like his journey through his own self-development. I have often been told that when you have a lot of major arcanas in your readings, Mm -hmm. It means you have a lot of outside influence, Mm -hmm. meaning there's too many people talking to you, influencing your decisions or influencing the situation. I used to get almost nearly all major arcanas because I was very much giving my power away to everybody and everything. Um, When we talk about the minor arcana, that is what is the... the wands or the rods or the sticks depending on what deck you're using Mm -hmm. um you have the swords um or the daggers sometimes they'll call it Mm -hmm. you have the pentacles or the coins or discs Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the cups Mm -hmm. so the wands is fire energy it's about action it's about movement it's about um It's, it's about emotion and things just happening fast. It can be about drama, lust, passion. It's very fiery, very fiery energy. Um, it is also associated with the arrow, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, basically all the fire signs. Mm-hmm. If it's also, um, it's also, I believe it's, let me just double check. Yeah. It's summer and summer times. Like if you have, uh, a wand come out it could mean that it could ha- what you're looking at or what's happening could happen in the summertime or mm-hmm. hot weather whenever mm-hmm. weather is hot because sometimes we have hot weather in the middle of fall that's right. um, <laughs> not unheard of right right so then you have this the, the swords that's your mental energy what's up in your head the thinking the belief systems the um whatever uh like the intellectual part of our energy which is of course who who best does intellect other than air signs so that's Mm -hmm. your gemini's your libras and your aquarius Mm -hmm. um and the air the swords let me find it is um fall or fall time like weather and if you go to pentacles Pentacles are our coins or just, that's our materialism. Mm -hmm. That's our, that's like our wealth, our money, our work, our security. That's, that's kind of where we go with that. Um, And that's your, that's your earth energy. That's your Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And then you step into your cups, which is your emotions. Yes. Basically, which is water, i.e. water. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's love, relationships, partnerships, 
our emotional belief systems or whatever that is. And then of course it is Cancer, Scorpio and Pisces. It's funny, it's the three, I don't do well with water signs. Um, <laughs> not in a bad way, but in a way of like, I, I, they rub me wrong sometimes. That's me anyway. and fire signs, my goodness. Yeah, but it's, it's funny because if you look, if we're talking about astrology, so look at this sign that's on the opposite side of the wheel from where you're at. And that'll tell you your sister sign. And a lot of times it's either really great or it's really bad. For really me, it's bad. like, stop going to those people. Yeah. <laughs> so your cups are your springtime like weather. And of course your earth energy is your wintertime like energy. Yeah. Um, now, if you're, if you read tarot, you know, already know you have your own little setup, you have your own little, um, ways of doing it, but some of the ways that we do a reading is you set the room, you can light a candle or burn some incense. You have to prepare yourself to be in the white light because we want to leave all of our negative thinking, all of our judgment at the door. We want to be able to read from a pure heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important. And whatever that way, whatever that looks like for you is really important. The other thing is, is like, don't treat, don't, you have to treat your tarot cards as if it's your partner. Because when you marry it, it's your partner. It's you mm-hmm. work with them. You don't let others misuse them. Mm-hmm. You're always in control of your cards, meaning don't let others use your cards for their readings. You can, I mean, a lot of times I will have um, the client cut the deck or um, shuffle or cut, you know, that's different. I'm still in control of the situation, Mm -hmm. but you never want to kind of lend your deck out to someone to go use. It's, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of a no, no go. Like I don't, I'm not going to, I wouldn't lend my man to you. I'm not going to lend my deck to you. So, well, it makes sense because when you think of the the marrying of it, and this was the thing that I didn't understand um, until I got the, the, the Oracle deck that I had, that's not true. Cause I'm always, it was the first Oracle deck that I had too, but I didn't understand that this was what was happening is that like, when I saw the image, it didn't matter what words anybody else would have said. It was like, I know what that image means to me. I know why you're showing me that card. And while the, like, while tarot has like their, this is what this is for. This is what this is for. It's like, you have your own relationship with it. So like what you were saying of like, this could mean this, this could mean that. Well, when you marry that desk, that deck, when I see this card, this is what it means. But when you see that card, it may not be what it means. And now we're in a whole different space with, with that deck and my energy needs to be in there. And it needs, the deck needs to know what to tell me. Yeah. I married it. It's in my energy and it's in my, you know, my hemisphere, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it doesn't mean that, and also I'm finding recently is that I will, people will take pictures of the, their reading and of the cards and they will come up with a completely different thing because they're what they're seeing mm-hmm. is different from what I'm seeing. Your ghost is there. Um, yeah. Knock on the, on the yeah. ceiling for some reason. <laughs> 
So sometimes you have to understand when you're getting a reading, if you're like, wow, that card doesn't mean that to me. You can't, it's not that they're doing it wrong or they're interpreting wrong. They're what you need from them. They're getting from the cards Mm -hmm. and they're getting it because of their relationship with those cards. Whereas your relationship with those cards may be different, but they're not your cards. So you can't apply your meanings to someone else's cards. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I know it's very convoluted. Yeah. But, well, cause it's hard, right? Like, so when, when we think about any of this kind of stuff and it's, it is that disclaimer that you put out there all the time, like, don't give your power over to me. I'm interpreting what I see, Yeah. what you get from that, what you run with, with that is going to be your own because we're, I mean, we're just com- two completely different people being able to say, um, you know, here, I mean, and I really believe this. I believe this even with when I'm in session and it has nothing to do with cards, what comes up for me, what intuitively comes up for me to ask questions about, I may be quote unquote off base with the actual question, right. Or what I saw or what I, what, what happened, but it was because it was a signal to me of what I was looking for. When that client says, Oh, I don't know if that really resonates. And then we start talking, we see that the same root was there. It was just not the same image, right. Or, or the same situation, but it's like, Oh, I get it. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. So nobody's wrong. We're all just receiving the messages, the way that we can receive them. And when I see like, if somebody gives me a reading, I, I hear what you're saying. And I see that, that those cards are telling you, you know, they're communicating with you. If I see something else, it's because that whole, that whole cycle was meant to be exactly the way that it was. I was supposed to hear both of those things. That's why I'm there because I'm putting those two things together. How do you feel? And what did you hear? How does that make sense to you? Because it's not about, well, Grace, you tell me, and that's it. That's gospel. That's the, that's the end of this. (laughs) And now I must go forth and do exactly what you said. It's like, I don't know. I'm just reading the energy of right now. And that's what these cards are telling me is the energy of right now. The energy of 10 minutes later could be completely different. Yep. And that's a good thing because it means that you're paying attention. Yeah. And understand we all have free will. This is not about predictions. Mm-hmm. Yes. You could say a tarot reader can tell you, you know, it looks like you're going to be doing some traveling soon or, or whatever. And that may all be true. But a storm could come in and your can't trip can be canceled. Yeah. Or it could be years later. Yeah. I got a tarot reading in the Bronx on Bronx. Yeah. In the Bronx, like, I don't know, nine years ago. Yeah. And I had forgotten all about what had been said in there because when she said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) And then like six years later, something happened. And I was like, good Lord. (laughs) That was part of that reading that I got. Then she read the energy of me and what I was asking about at that time. And it didn't happen right away because there were things in the middle that needed to happen in order for that thing to happen. Ah, I see, you know, that sometimes it is a prediction, but it's a prediction of the energy and where it goes. I didn't do anything because I had forgotten all about it. I said, yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't do anything to intercept that energy. (laughs) So it came through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of times what I will do is in the beginning, 
I will have my, if it's a woman, I'll have four queens or if it's a male um, or if it's not binary, I'll have all eight out of how we'll have all the queens of each suit and they choose which one they feel like, which one they resonate with. A lot of times they'll go with their birth sign, like with their astrology sign, but that is always the basis of the Celtic cross. That is always the basis of it is them. Now there are a thousand million trillion gazillion acceptabillion whatever <laughs> spreads out there that you can use okay i'm telling you uh, one of my friends coleman stevenson which who is the dark exact um tarot she created two books of spreads just spreads mm-hmm. that you could use I'm telling you what, I mean, you always kind of, we always like to use the same one. For me, I do a three card pull. And sometimes when I'm, when I'm, it's funny because the last couple of times I've done that, I've been called to put, pick more cards and they tell me where to put it on the timeline. It almost like it created a timeline and a story versus like specific meanings. Mm -hmm. So it's really weird how the energies are coming through, but Find a layout that you love. The classic tarot layout is the Celtic cross. Yeah. It is the classic, just about most tarot readers. That's where they learn. That's what they learn. And really get a good definition of what it is and what each one means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go over it here because I, I just think it would take too long. Um, but one of the things that we learn is that everything has connection. So if you are laying out a spread, don't just look specifically at what you know each card means. Look at what it's connecting to. So on the diagonal, if you do like a four, a six card spread or a four card spread, look at the diagonal. Look what's touching, what cards are touching. Look at the correspondent and the way that the cards come out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more to than just reading what that card is. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to kind of really have a deep connection with your cards. Mm-hmm. It's tarot is not for the faint of heart. I'm it's it, why I don't use it the most is because most of the people that come to me are coming to me for a sense of where do I begin my journey? Tarot will be involved in their journey a little later on but it is such a, like a very self-awareness around it that you need to have. Yeah. I mean, if you're not ready for that energy, you won't like your, you won't like your reading. I mean, we, there's a jokes and jokes and jokes out there about being roasted by your, your tarot cards. And there's a reason why there's jokes and jokes out there about being roasted. Because if you're looking, if you're not looking to have a real deep interaction with yourself and real honesty, you're not going to like your reading. You're going to maybe be in denial. I mean, when I think about even just going back to that reading, I was in very much denial. That's why I didn't believe her. I was like, oh, sure, please. Like, you're just saying that because whatever, you know, I was very much like, I wasn't ready for that information. So I denied it completely. I was there for a novelty reading and I got the truth. (laughs) 
Surprise! <laughs> and, and again, what happened? I disregarded it and then it all came to fruition and it was like, well, damn it. But yeah, I mean, it really, when we say that it's not to scare people off because I think it's a beautiful tool when you're ready for it. Yeah. You know, I have at times pulled cards for myself and it's been very much like, get ready. <laughs> like you're not dealing with your little mermaids right now. You're going to have like the real thing right now. What, what is your energy saying pretty specifically? Um, but it can really be a beautiful tool. Like, I feel like yeah. I don't want and, people to be afraid. I want no, people to be excited and just, I was, aware. <laughs> I was just going to say, now listen, friends. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're saying it's, it's, it's very much a truthful tool. It's a very exact tool, but it also has good, it has goodness. It shows us where our shadows lie so that we may heal what we find so that we may get the goodness on the other side. It's not meant to tear you apart. It's not meant to tear you down or to make you feel low. It's meant to aid you on your quest. And sometimes we need the truth of the matter for the to, to further ourselves and further our quest. Yes. So when you go to talk about like this, you know, you want the energy of the situation, you know, you know, what, what it is or what, just a general reading, you're going to get a general reading, but you're going to get the truth. And sometimes the truth is beautiful. I mean, I've had some friends who have been pulled some beautiful cards lately about, you know, their progress and their growth and how well they're doing and, and shining their light and being their light and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just using like their light to, to, to further better the entire world around them. Mm -hmm. So it's not all bad. It's just, if you don't want the truth, don't use them. (laughs) That's all it is. Mm -hmm. If you're not in a space where you can handle the truth, can't handle it, then it's not, it's not the right tool in the moment. Yeah. Right. And, and I think too, like, like to, to kind of pause on that with the spreads, um, I think, you know, I mean, obviously each reader has the things that they're, they're comfortable with, but when, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're kind of thinking, well, I want the truth, but I don't want to get like bashed by a Celtic cross of truth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what can, what kind of things should people be looking for? You know, like, cause to me, when you said a three card pull, I'm like, yeah, it's usually about what I can do like th- three to five, you know, when I'm, when I'm pulling for myself, because it's like, you know, 11 is a, is a bit much. I'm just going to lose myself in, in my ego at that point, because it's going to hurt my feelings and I'm maybe not ready for it, but like, should people be more discerning of who they're going to, depending on their own emotional state at that time, like seeking a reader and asking, is that proper? Uh, you know, is that, is that like, okay. Or is that like, uh, hurtful if somebody's like how many cards are you going to pull for me <laughs> um i i think you're just i think i i don't know it depends because for me i'm just i'm just going to pull what i pull yeah and if you want more cards and more clarity then i'm not your person mm-hmm. unless i'm called to pull more cards sometimes pulling more cards can convolute the message yes 
Mm-hmm. I have learned sometimes where I, I will be pulling and I'll be like, and I can sense they want, they're like, can you clarify that? And I'll pull another card to clarify. And they're like, that doesn't make any more sense. And I'm like, well, that's what you asked for. Yeah. So there's a reason why we didn't clarify it to begin with was because you're not going to understand what it means. Mm-hmm. And, and even I didn't have a good indication of what it meant. It was just, it was almost like the universe giving them a car that means nothing, telling them to stop obsessing about that issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all in the, tar- you should know your tarot readers. If you're mm-hmm. seeking tarot specifically, you ask, do you read tarot? Some of them are only going to pull you one card. Some of them are going to pull you the Celtic cross or their mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Um, know your readers and mm-hmm. you can ask them, Hey, what type of spread do you use? And they'll say, yeah, I use a nine card spread or no, I only use a three card spread. Uh, you can ask them. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you have to trust their process. Yeah. And if they're reluctant to pull more cards because that's not what they do, that's their choice. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I mean, and that was kind of where I was get like, like how I wanted that, um, that answer to come out of, because I think that again, like sometimes people are just confused or they, they, it's hard to understand what that process is because you're mm-hmm. so on the outside of it. Yeah. And, you know, again, like kind of being able to be like, I need some clarity, but I don't want an ass kicking. You know, it's kind of like, I may only be like, so, you know, what kind of, what, what kind of cross, do you do, or what kind of pull do you do, you know? And, and then depending on what they say, I might not be ready for that. And I might be able to say that if I'm asking those questions, but I think sometimes etiquette, you know, comes into play when you're unsure, you know, if you don't really know, and you're just kind of like, I want a reading, you don't know the proper etiquette of being able to be like, I'm emotionally fragile right now. (laughs) Like, what do you suggest? You know, and I think, you know, the people that are listening, I want them to hear that. I want them to understand that you like, please remember that you choose your reader, that you don't have to just go to any reader just because they exist, that you choose them based on their energy or what it is that you're looking for. Um, It's okay because that reader also doesn't want to pull for somebody who's not aligned with them. So you know, it's the same thing with like, if if somebody comes to me for something that I don't provide, I'm not going to be comfortable working with you because it's, I know that I'm not going to be connected the way that you need the connection in order to do the work. So, you know, kind of throwing that in, in the context of when people are looking for a reading, being discerning and being able to be like, this is a, like a, we're going on an emotional journey together. (laughs) Y'all like, I want to make sure we match what we're looking for and what we're providing. (laughs) We're about to get a little intimate. Thanks. Um, you know, it's it's true. Um, but at the same time is like, I, I don't have a problem knowing that I'm not to read for you. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times I don't use tarot because I, a lot of people are trying to work through, you know, I need clarity. I need a bigger picture. I will have them. I will pull a surrender card and then we'll talk. We don't even do tarot. Um, it's because, well, that's how my message is best come in. Anyways, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, I guess a psychic reader versus a tarot reader in itself. Um, because I'm pulling information from my guides and the angels of the universe. Yep. And it's less about 
um, less about the cards, more about what I'm getting and what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so choose your spread wisely um, and find one that you like that speaks to you and use it. Um, a lot of times um, people who do publish cards will have altar cloth where it's, they have a spread cloth where it tells you what the card placements are. Mm-hmm. I know Coleman does on her site. She's on Etsy. It's the dark exact. Um, truly go look her up. She, her decks are gorgeous. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're black and white. That's all they are. They're black and white. Yeah, That's it. But the imagery she created and the alchemy that she used using like the, um, the elements using um, scientific things like, using she's just beautiful um which actually is like fascinating one of the miwi fairs that i went to um i can't remember his name damn it but he presented on um the neuroscience of tarot and it was fascinating because obviously doing what i do for a living i'm the, the brain fascinates me to begin with but just kind of looking at the science behind you know, some of the really intentional decks and, you know, he was kind of pointing out like, and having us point out what we've, what we saw and and the impressions that we got and then pointing out other like subtle brain messages that we got because our eyes are interpreting whether we have the consciousness of it or not and getting messages, whether we have the consciousness of it or not. It was fascinating to me of like, wow, all that information just from looking at a card that we're getting and the placement of certain things in certain places or not, you know, the simplicity being like, this is meant to be a simplicity thing is very, very fascinating. There's, I I think the tendency for people to see this as novelty and it's like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. (laughs) Y'all. I mean, you can play with it as fun. That's fine too. But just, you know, it's all in the power you give up to your cards. So books, everybody's like, there is, so Ethany, E-T-H-O-N-Y, is Ethany Dawn is a really good tarot reader. She's created her tarot decks, but she's also created learning the tarot books. Hmm. And um, I haven't, I don't have one of hers, but the one that is really cool, the, the really, this book that I got, Uh, my friend Yeshua had and he recommended it it breaks down all of the symbolism of each card and what each card means from the rider weight decks Mm -hmm. and it talks about them so it's called the ultimate guide to the rider weight tarot it's by joanne's feibig and evelyn bruger um it's it's it has the magician on the front of the card of the deck Mm -hmm. it is a really cool resource to kind of look at the card and look at what it, all the things that it means. Like, for example, we'll take, um, let's find, uh, the strength card, like the figures positions, like even just like the red lion, the crowns, the horizontal eight or the infinity symbol, the lion's mouth, the blue mountains, all the things within the card itself. It talks about what the symbolism is of each point Mm -hmm. of it which is fascinating. It's a yeah. great way to study the cards. Mm-hmm. Now, most people who publish decks will have a little card 
like a little deck in their card um, with the deck. So it's funny because this one is in like five different languages. But, <laughs> and I, I can never find the right language. Um, let me run down a few examples of card decks. So you have the universal weight, which is like the rider weight. Mm-hmm. I have the bicent- the centennial Smith weight tarot deck, centennial edition, which is one of my favorites. And here comes my cat. Speaking of cats, I have um, the tarot of pagan cats deck, which is all cats on it. Of course, it's all kitty cats. Um, I have the goddess tarot, which I am not connected to, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I am not connected to this deck at all. Um, someone gave it to me. I tried to use it, but just not connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody wants the goddess tarot deck, you send me a message. Do <laughs> you? Love that bonus. Bet y'all wouldn't um, think that would be in there. <laughs> Oh, and that's another thing, another myth about tarot. People like, how do you get a tarot deck? Do you need it to be gifted? Do you need it to be whatever? It doesn't matter. If it matters to you, it matters to you. If you have a belief that that's what it needs to be done, then fantastic. What I'm saying is to me, it doesn't. I bought my first tarot deck. I bought all of my tarot decks, to be honest. Um, And and none of them were gifted to me. So, but it doesn't make them any less important. Yeah. I have a lot. I hear a lot of people and I've seen a lot of people that are like, I haven't gotten into it because I'm, I've heard that I've needed to have it given gifted to me. And it's like, Lord in heaven, you're letting that have the power over you. You are being called to do something. How dare you (laughs) say to your intuition? Nope. (laughs) Like, no way, man. If you are feeling called to it, absolutely. Because I mean, is a gift nice, but guess what? Like I'm sitting here looking at my, my two tarot decks because I, tarot isn't something that I really play around with. I have one that was gifted to me that I forgot that I had because that's how much I did not connect to it. And then I have my golden girls tarot cards, the ones I bought for myself because I love the golden girls. I love that deck. I bought it for myself and I love it and I'm connected to it. And I, and I do enjoy it when I'm, you know, the, the few times that I use it. Um, yeah, I love, I love that you brought that up because I think that that, again, like there's so many myths out there about all of this kind of stuff to be able to remember that our intuition, we, we, when we are trying to block our intuition for the sake of what somebody else has said is the way, then we're already starting from behind the start line. We've got to remember that what we're being called to do is, is for a reason and to just run with it. Yeah. So there's another deck. Um, those of you know, who my readings knows that I love the chakra wisdom Oracle cards. Yes. Um, they're one of my favorites and Oracle decks. So Tori Hartman is the creator of that deck. She created a chakra wisdom tarot deck now, and I have it. It's like, it's enormous. Oh my God. Um, it, it's the size of the cards, um, the, the weight of the cards. That's why they're so thick. Um, now I like the deck. I enjoy the deck. And if you're into chakras, this may be attuned to you. I have two, I, I have two slight issues with this deck. One is 
um, you need to really have time to dive deep into what the guidebook says. Mm-hmm. The guidebook is very important with this deck because then you have a better understanding. Now you don't need it to read it. You can yeah. read it like you read any other tarot, mm-hmm. but there's other information that the guidebook does give you. And the other thing is, is that they're all white people. I, know. I am very, I'm sorry. I'm working on being very equitable about people, about, uh, you know, about all lines of color. And it's like, it's just like a lot of people say to me, the reason they don't work with the angels is because they're all depicted as white people. Mm-hmm. That I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not to say that the imagery isn't gorgeous and that that it isn't a gorgeous deck. I mean, look at some of this. I mean, look at this. It's Yeah, that is beautiful. It's beautiful, but for me, it's, it's, I, I, I just, I can't, I wouldn't use it to read for anybody, but a white person. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and that's, and that's my issue. That's not her issue. She obviously right. created this deck and it's a very gorgeous deck. Right. Um, and that matters though, right? Like, cause anything is going to be like that. If you, you know, if you pick up something that's dark and it feels too dark for you, Yes. you know, your feeling around it is going to matter. You're not going to have a good experience dealing with that because of how you feel about it. Right. And that, you know, that just, it, it, when you talk about the rider weight, I don't like those cards. Yeah. I've never bought a deck. I don't like them. When I look at them, I'm like, ah, like there's something about them. So I don't have any. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's not like, I think there's something wrong with them. It's just like, well, if I don't like them, if I'm getting that feeling from them, then I am not going to enjoy working with them. It's just, that's it. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Just follow again, like follow what your intuition is telling you. If that sucks, (laughs) don't use it. And it's fine. Let other people use it all you want. And you know, yeah, yeah. it's, and I have it, I bought it. I use mm-hmm. it sometimes, but generally not yeah. with other people. Yeah. Um, the imagery matters to me. Yes. Um, and then we have my dearest Coleman, her deck, which is the dark exact. Yeah. Which is literally black and white. Yeah. No colors. And there's a sense of alchemy when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's just like the queen and she has an entire book outside of what she gives you with the deck itself. She has an entire book that, where did I put it? It went away. Okay. <laughs> um, it's the guide and it's a real book, like a real size, like, oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it talks about every single one of the cards what they mean upright, what they mean reversed. And she has, um, she talks about the fool's journey. And she also talks about, she has like, I don't know, quite a few different spreads in here. Um, She is amazing. She is also a person I've taken tarot classes from because of all of her extensive knowledge with this. I really recommend you looking at her site. It's the dark exact um, on Etsy it's she's just a beautiful mind she creates beautiful art too um i love her deck but her deck the reason why i love her deck is because it doesn't pull its punches Mm. it will give you a bit of a spanking if you need a spanking (laughs) type Mm. of thing like if you're not doing what you need to do it'll be like 
well, and not in a mean way, but a very kind, unjudgmental, just a very mm-hmm. exact way. Mm-hmm. So I love that deck. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick is reversals. Some of you, some of us tarot readers, I used to be this way too, would get hung up on reversals. Yeah. What do reversals mean? Is it the opposite? Is it, you know, reversals mean many different things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's always bad. Yeah. Um, so you can choose not to read reversals. There are some Oracle decks and some tarot decks. I won't read a reversal. Mm-hmm. I, I, everything is always upright yep. because I choose not to. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that. And then the other resource for tarot is Biddy Tarot is B-I-D-D-Y tarot. She is, I think, Australian or New Zealand or somewhere over on that end of the, of the world. Um, she is a really good resource. Her website actually has helps you with meanings of the tarot. So it's a really good resource. She also has her own tarot decks. Ethany Dawn, again, she um, does a tarot school even. So she um, takes that to the next step. So doesn't Biddy Tarot. Um, there's just a lot of great resources. Expand your mind, expand your knowledge. Don't limit it to just one person and one way of thinking. Allow it to work for you. Allow the cards to work for you. Storing the cards. Now, for most of my cards, they get stored in the box they came. Mm-hmm. But if you have a main tarot deck that you use, I encourage you to find some sort of natural type box, like a wooden box or a stone box or something that's, you know, some people wrap their cards in cloth. Um, mm-hmm. That's also a, a, something as well to keep them. It's, it's a way of keeping them healthy and active and breathable. Um, if your cards are tired, if you feel like they're working really hard and you're like, wow, this message was a far stretch. They may need a break. Listen to them, listen to the energies of them. Mm-hmm. You can um, take, salt water, like not heavy, not water, water, but like a very damp cloth, like paper towel and just wiping them down helps or, and, um, or just like I'll spray mine or smudge mine, um, just to give them and I'll give them a rest when they're like, dude, I need a rest. I just let them rest. Mm -hmm. I'll use another deck for a while. Um, but listen to what they have to say. They're a living, breathing organism. If you use them in the right way. Yeah. Like anything, you know, like I think we have, we have a really easy time of connecting to certain things that we, that we use our cell phone or, you know, our pens, all that kind of stuff and being like, Hey, you know, like they can overheat or they can run out of ink or they can, whatever. It's like, yeah, same thing. Like the the card can, something can happen energetically because we're all energy that it's, it's not working between the two of us right now. (laughs) So we're gonna like give it a rest. (laughs) Um, do you think, can you think of anything else, Vanessa? Um, I don't know. I think that, that like, um, you know, it, it depends on what side of the, of the, the cards you're trying to be on, I think <laughs> is, is which questions are, are there, you know, like, because when you're going to a reader, you know, like if you're, if you're beginning a spiritual journey and you're kind of like, what does all of this mean? You know, I think there's other, there's questions that come with that, like, what we've talked about of, you know, how do you choose a reader? And what if, what I look at the card, I think of something different and, you know, like stuff like that, you know, and, and the idea of, 
you know, when you go to a reader, you're not going there looking for um, uh, an exact of what's going to happen because you remember that you have the influence to change literally anything that ever that, that ever comes at you, whether it's from a psychic or from anywhere, you have the ability to change that. But it's just that honest reading of the moment yeah. and your energy of the moment, being able to see something that's not within your line of vision so that you can act accordingly, right? Like if you get good news, you, you're, you're going to add energy to that. Yeah. You're going to feel that you're going to help that move along. If you get something that's negative that you're not looking for, you have the opportunity. You've been given the opportunity to change that energy right now. It's a, it's a, it's a deep dive into what is beyond your consciousness in that moment and being able to see it as that when you're on that, you know, on that side of it. And then I mean, I do think on, on the other side of the table, you know, there's a lot of people that are curious about what, you know, how to do it, you know, my, myself included, I feel like, you know, when we, when we first started talking about doing this, I was like feeling a little bit like it was something that came up for a reason for me to take another look at because it is difficult. It's a lot, it's a lot to learn. It takes a long time to, to to, you know, marry your cards and be in that energy and know if you're ready for that type of reading, whether you're giving it to yourself or to another person. I love Oracle cards because they're gentle. (laughs) I love them because my interpretation of them is much easier because it's wide open, right? Like it's, it's, it's very much wide open. I don't have to worry about what is the, what is that cup symbolism, you know, kind of thing. But at the same time, knowing that 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 specific, that specificity, it, it can be a really good tool. So when you're curious about this kind of stuff and it feels overwhelming, which is what it felt like for me before it felt overwhelming. Like yeah. there's no possible way to do it right. Unless you take this big, long course and it takes you a year to be good at it. Like very overwhelming. So you just put the cards away and say, I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. And like, I think you did a good job of just being like, you don't have to, you don't have to go nuts. You don't have to, you can, if you want to, if you, if it makes you feel good to do it that way, but if it makes you feel good to just pull three cards and pull three cards and pull three cards and pull three cards. Well, and that's how you you learn. That's fine too. (laughs) I, I think, I think one of the things is that the cards will challenge you. They will test you to see if you're ready and you're committed to learning and that's okay. It doesn't mean we have to learn them all at once. I'm, I've been learning tarot gosh for years and I'm still not done because I'm still not done and re- and looking and researching and checking things out. And, and, you know, I have to work on marrying my current deck, you know, that's a process. Um, just be gentle with yourself be gentle with the tarot and just respect it, respect it as you would any tool. It's like, if you were a masonry and you had hammers, you respect your hammers, you clean them, you make sure they're okay. If you're an artist, you, you respect your brushes, Mm -hmm. you clean them, you take care of them. You make sure that they're of high quality. Same with tarot. It's just Mm -hmm. another tool to your practice. It's, it's not scary. It's just, just know that it's not going to sugarcoat it and it's not going to be like an Oracle card. It's going to be very exact. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I think I love tarot. I love it. And that's why, you know, when I, friends, I'm a tarot reader. And let me tell you something. It takes me forever to find a tarot reader that I will go to mm-hmm. because of what I'm looking for. Yeah. So it's not to say it'll take you forever. You may connect with it, but I, I, I just, I need to meet the person. I want to see the person. I want to interact with the person because I'm just very big on integrity. I'm very big on, you know, knowing that I'm going to get the truth of what that card says, or that I'm going to, I'm not, I don't want to go to somebody who's all doom and gloom and be like, Oh, you know, you need this. And ter- there are charlatans out there, like with everything, mm-hmm. doctors included, yeah. there are people out there that are charlatans that are going to be like, well, you need to pay me 20 more dollars and I'll do this spell for you, or I'll do this, yeah. whatever, or I'll, I'll banish the energy for you. Like they're out to make money. There are people out there who do that. Yes. True. So that's why it's just, you know, if you get a recommendation from someone, I always, I always go with it because it, that person has vetted that person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and just a little hint, probably more people than, you know, have had a card reading because that's another thing that I think I come across is underground because of the fear that people have. There's a lot of people that like pop out of the woodwork when you start to talk about it and like, yeah, yeah. Either I want a reading or I had a reading and you're like, well, interesting you know so don't be afraid to ask people that you know whether or not they've had a reading before because you may be surprised to know that even if they haven't they know somebody that has because this is not something that um is specific to a group of people yeah lots of people have experienced having a a card reading (laughs) yes speaking of readings is i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask you Vanessa is now the time to talk about what it is you would like to talk about about your practice and about what you're offering well if I say no it's a little weird now and (laughs) no it's perfect it's actually perfect timing because um like I was saying before it felt like when we were planning what we were gonna um record today it was a little bit like that's coming up for a reason, you know, and it's um, contemplation for me of like where, where I'm going, you know, like a kind of a check-in of, um, you know, what, what I'm trying, what am I trying to do? And for me, I, I love cards when they first came into my life. Um, it was very much like kind of, it, it feels like it was on a whim. Like I was in Texas that, you know, just kind of floating around and, and I wanted to go to a metaphysical shop because I had moved from Florida and I couldn't go to my regular one, never bought cards there, but I would buy like sage and crystals and things like that. So I was missing the environment. Right. And I walk into this place, a little hole in the wall, like just tiny, tiny place. And I walked over the cards and I saw this deck and it was so beautiful. It was, a, it was a Rebecca Campbell, you know, like Oracle deck. And I was like, I need to have that. I just want that. And then I was like, am I supposed to do that? You know, I'm asking questions to this lady, like, is, is that the right one for me? <laughs> um, and she was like, if you want it, it's the right one. So I took it home. And I remember every day 
I would pull a card from that deck and I loved it. And it was like, it was, it was like getting a glimpse into myself without realizing that that's what I was doing. So then I, it built from there. Um, so I love cards that I didn't like use them other than personally, I think was, you know, just me wanting to keep that to myself for, for that time period. However, <laughs> as I have evolved in my practice, I have, um, one of the tools that I started to use during my confused times, and I call it my confused times. It was my, my turn, my switchover of, you know, going from that mental health therapist, that, that Freudian, all of that into a more intuitive type of counseling, going in more into that spiritual world and, and, and having clients come to me that were more in tune with their spirituality, people coming to me to talk about, um, you know, their own spiritual journeys and ghosts and psychics and all of that kind of stuff and being like, oh, damn, what am I going to do? Right. Cause I don't know how to have this brain. <laughs> I only know how to have my, my psychology brain. So I started pulling cards. I pull cards before every session in case I run out of something to say. <laughs> and that's how it started was if I get panicked, I have a card to guide me. And through that whole experience of come up against the idea of using them on purpose and allowing people to ask for that as a service. So that is coming into, uh, into my practice. There is going to be, it's, it's, it's kind of an introduction for myself. So there's not going to be flat out, like, this is how it's always going to be. Um, because I love the counseling part. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Um, okay. I recently spoke to somebody, there's a, there's a psychotherapist in, um, New York actually, which now that I just thought about it, I'm going to be up there, um, who uses tarot in her therapy sessions, like on purpose, it's part of her, her thing. And when I was told about it, I was like, well, that's quite interesting that this is the timing on hearing it because I do use them and I want to use them with intention. And I want clients to want to use them with intention in our sessions too, because it helps me, it helps them. So there it is. That option is, is coming into play. If for my current clients, there'll be like a little additional fee because, you know, you're already coming for for your session. And then there will be an offering of, um, you know, a, a spirit led card led counseling session where you show up, we pull cards and then we talk about what comes up and that can be a one off that that doesn't have to be, you know, you've signed up for therapy for three months <laughs> and now we have to do card therapy every week. Absolutely not. It can be one off. It's just, you get that extra added um, bonus of processing what comes up. I think sometimes that's the most difficult part of getting a card reading is what do I do with the emotions that have arrived <laughs> with this? Yes. Um, so that's one of the, one of the offerings. And then I've been toying with this idea and hopefully it'll be there um, of having a, you know, not a one-on-one, -on -one, a recorded type um, card reading for a little bit less money, but, you know, still with that connected energy of I'm going to pull a card and, and you'll have the option to add on a therapy session or a counseling session for a reduced fee because of already having paid for that, that reading, but it would be a recorded reading so that you can, um, watch that at any time in your life when you feel ready <laughs> to receive that information. Um, so yeah, 
that that's where spirit has led me and and I've been doodling these big fireworks so I guess that's (laughs) that's telling me something good um and where can they find more information about these offerings Vanessa um that is a good question (laughs) (laughs) by the time this comes out (laughs) you will be able to find that on my website www.vanessaperry.net um and you can always reach me there or um on instagram or facebook Uh, my instagram is c.stars.psych as in psychology and my facebook is vanessa perry intuitive counselor nice wonderful i'm so proud of vanessa i i really am because i i i've been waiting (laughs) for years and years and years (laughs) As, as she as she stepped into kind of her intuitiveness and owned her intuitive counseling and let me tell you friends okay I my own counselor she's not labeled an intuitive counselor but she is because she has a sixth sense that she doesn't I don't think she realized she has and the the amount of work and accomplishment and epiphanies and and what we get through is so much more than I would get out of a traditional therapy session it is it's not to say either are bad or good. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It's just that I work intuitively. Yeah. And so because she works intuitively together, we magnify our intuition. And so we magnify what we're getting, what the information we're getting from therapy, mm-hmm. whether it's learning about my trauma, whether it's learning how to heal my trauma, what came up or, or me accessing more information and more seeing things differently, like, Mm -hmm. you know, having epiphanies of situations, they happen so much more now that I'm working with kind of an intuitive counselor. So I, I super encourage you to, even if you do a one-off just to see what it's like to kind of see what's happening, because I, I agree. I think it's, when I do a healing session, a lot of times the processing of that healing is just as long as the actual healing itself Mm -hmm. because of what they're experiencing during that session. Yeah. And I do feel that that's super important. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I love that, that she's stretching herself into this and offering it. I think you'll find that she is right on and she will offer space, a safe space to explore what shows up for you, what you feel achieve, you know, what you experience. She's, she's going to be there and she's going to be the one to help you through work through all of it. So I encourage you to check her out. I love that. And I will say, I mean, I've seen the difference between, you know, like watching you work with your therapist and just like seeing it from the outside and really understanding the difference of, you know, what it looks like when you're, when you're working with somebody who's not in tune or is not allowing it. Right. Cause that's what, that's who I was before was not allowing it because it wasn't accepted, you know, even though Carl Jung, like a million years ago, the first person to split off from, from Sigmund Freud was talking about <laughs> metaphysical stuff and being like, I'm sorry, <laughs> there is like a whole other universe out there. We just seem to have like shoved him under the rug and went on with behaviorists and all kinds of other different forms of psychology. But um, yeah, like it's, it, 
it really makes a difference when you see the the, the opening up of that and and allowing you know people to show up in, in all forms and with all belief systems and watching how much faster that work gets done it's because amazing. of that because nobody it ha- puts a mask on when they walk in the room the the, the counselor or the client it's nice and yeah. seeing it from the outside actually you know helped me feel like no, no, no. That's exactly what you're feeling. <laughs> like what you're feeling is what's happening. You're not yes. crazy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So friends, you know, I hope that this has given you some tarot info for you to kind of explore it. If it calls to you, if it doesn't leave it at the doorstep. If it calls to you, I recommend doing, taking your time and really finding the deck that you love trying one on. If it doesn't work, give it away. You don't know how many decks I've given away because I've tried it on and I didn't really like it. So I'm going to give it away. So that's just how I roll. Um, yeah. And if you want a reading, a tarot reading, um, and you don't know who to connect with, let me know. I'll help connect you with one. I'm specifically not offering a specific tarot reading. Um, it's just, I'm not, I do them for myself and, you know, I, that's it. Like, I'm just not going to do it. It's my choice. Maybe later on, as I do more of my psychic readings, um, I'll, I'll branch over into tarot to do publicly, but they're just for friends and me. It's Mm -hmm. just how it's just where I'm at. So, but I I will say, I mean, we did this talk on tarot, but I mean, this is not to say that Oracle cards can't give you good information because oh if y'all yeah. have not watched one of our lives <laughs> on Facebook, you will see that Grace does just fine with her Oracle cards and her surrender cards and all that kind of stuff. So don't shy away. Don't think that we presented tarot today because we believe wholeheartedly that that's the best way, you know, that you can get this information. It's just one way. And um, yeah. And so I, I just felt talk- like that needed to, I was like, wait a minute here. Like, yeah. We love you, Tarot, but our yeah. Oracle cards have done us real good. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and for me, it's, um, you know, I love Tarot. It's just, it's my own practice. It's, it's my tool for me. Yep. It's not my tool to share with others someday, maybe, but for right now, it's my tool for me and I keep it sacred. It's like, I'm not ready to share it with the world yet. But I will absolutely 110% help you find one because I know many and I have a good intuitive hit about who would work best for whom. And I can get you in contact with some of my favorites. I can vet people for you. I I absolutely can help you with that. If you want just a regular general reading or you want um, just uh, maybe an Oracle reading, reach out to me. I'm here to do it. If you guys haven't seen me on face, live on Facebook, maybe we'll do something around our second year anniversary on, you know, on in June and we'll do some readings and we'll have some fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So we hope we, you, we've wept your appetite about um, tarot and that you're curious and want to go check it out and uh, or any cards for that matter. Mm-hmm. And, and thank to- you, Grace, for imparting you know, the, the, the wisdom that I think sometimes people are like confused about because it really, you know, helps. I I mean, I just think it it just helps the more, the more information that you can get in a condensed form so that you feel not overwhelmed, the better. 
intent is everything friends just mm-hmm. always remember that okay. so yeah so again if you want to reach out to vanessa for an intuitive counseling session with or without cards please hit her up at vanessaperry.net and or any of her uh facebook or instagram pages and uh if you need either of us you know where to find us at freudsangels.com or freudsangels at gmail.com or yeah. facebook or instagram wherever <laughs> We love you guys and we'll talk to you next week. Love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.